Hello, everyone, and welcome to Prevent That, a podcast brought to you by the Prevention Resource Center, Region 3. The Prevention Resource Center serves as the Central Data Collection Repository and Substance Misuse Prevention Training Liaison for Texas Health and Human Services Commission, Region 3. PRC3 is housed at Recovery Resource Council in Dallas and serves the following 19 North Texas counties. Collin, Cook, Dallas, Denton, Ellis, Erath, Fannin, Grayson, Hood, Hunt, Johnson, Kaufman, Navarro, Palo Pinto, Parker, Rockwall, Somerville, Tarrant, and Wise. Hello, my name is June Dybel. I am with the Prevention Resource Center, Region 3, and you are listening to Prevent That, our podcast for the month of September 2022. We're winding up National Recovery Month, and we have special guests here in honor of that month. If you're not familiar with National Recovery Month, it is sponsored by the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, or as we call it, SAMHSA. National Recovery Month, it started in 1989. It's a national observance held every September to promote and support new evidence-based treatment and recovery practices, support the nation's strong and proud recovery community, and the dedication of service providers and communities who make recovery in all its forms possible. And that's why we're very happy today to have some of those service providers here, staff members with Recovery Resource Council, and they're gonna tell us a little bit about their journey and about what they do. So welcome to James Tapscott, a Recovery Support Peer Specialist, and also Danielle Keith, a Recovery Support Peer Specialist and a Mental Health Peer Specialist. Welcome to the podcast, James and Danielle. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be here. So I'm going to start with you, James. Can you tell us a bit about your what you do for Recovery Resource Council and anything you'd like us to know about, about your own journey? Well, I started working at Recovery Resource Council in 2010 and got trained as a peer specialist in 2012. Um, what I do for the council is I work with people one-on-one -on -one uh, helping them define what their recovery looks like and helping them get those instrumental supports in order to develop a sustained recovery. Awesome. Danielle, how about you? Well, he really hit that on the web, on the, <laughs> on the door. Um, I do the exact same thing um, in this, in this field. I have been with Recovery Resource Council since March of 2022 but I have been in the field of peer specialists since 2014, um, working with individuals just to help them um, go through their recovery journey. Uh, it, it definitely is one of the highlights of my day every day. So I guess I should back up a little bit and have you tell us what exactly a peer specialist is. I mean, you've said that, you, that you're working with others in their recovery journey. But the word peer, does that mean that, that you, um, each of you are also on a recovery journey and, and that's what makes your position, your, your role in their journey, that makes it unique? So tell us more about what, um, so how so, do you become a peer specialist? 
Um, so yeah, so to become a peer specialist, you have to have lived experience. Um, so what that means for me is that I have been in recovery since June 3rd, 2011. So over 11 years. Um, and my journey began, or a little history, I guess you could sort of say, is, um, you know, I was addicted to methamphetamines and alcohol. I really tried everything out there. Um, and then I have some um, background with the law. So the, that is what actually got me into recovery was being arrested. Um, when I got arrested in June of uh, 2011, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I found out that I was pregnant with my son. Um, and at that time, I made a decision to change my life. I said, I need something different. So there was a recovery pod within the Dallas uh, County Jail called Rosalana. I joined that program and it was off to the races from there, just learning about this, uh, this recovery world. I had no clue about meetings, other people in recovery. I absolutely knew nothing um, when I walked into that pod. Um, and it has been definitely um, mind blowing. <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh, journey since um, I entered there. Thank you for sharing that, Danielle. I, I, and James, I know a little bit about your story. It's, it's a little similar. Um, you found out there were resources available when you also were arrested. Can you tell us a little bit about, about that? Well, I had actually been at Recovery Resource Council as a client a number of times from about 2002 until about 2006 uh, that helped me get into multiple detoxes and multiple treatment centers. But like Danielle, it was only after I got arrested that I decided to make a change in my life. And so uh, while I was in jail, I got involved with uh, uh, some recovery groups that were in jail and when I got out, I was able to uh, go up to Union Gospel Mission and um, start a foundation of recovery there. And from there, I started doing some street outreach and then went to work full time for Recovery Resource Council. And, and what I see both of your roles as being, um, you know, what you do is you were really a role model for for others who are struggling because you provide hope for them. You provide them a, a look, a vision of what their lives could look like that. Yes, there's, there's a way out. There's a way that you can, you can be the best that you can be and improve your lives. Do you find that? Um, do you feel that rewarding uh, nature of your work? Well, I think that it's, it's very rewarding, but it's also a responsibility. One thing that peers do is we model what recovery should look like. So we have a responsibility to uh, model recovery in whatever we do. So, so I guess that leads my, to my next question. How do you define recovery? Uh, what I define recovery as is living a full, meaningful life. For me, it's without the use of drugs and alcohol, but also 
some people might need medications to help them uh, get stabilized like methadone or suboxone, something like that. And that's also a very valid form of recovery. Recovery is self-defined, but it always includes improving your life in all areas. Awesome. And, and as you work with others in recovery, what do you think is their greatest challenge? What's hardest for them? The greatest challenge is that my, the peers that I work with currently are facing is the lack of knowledge of resources available to them. Um, and then also how long it can take to actually get into a treatment program. You know, sometimes that is the greatest challenge. And that's where I, I love being able to step in and kind of just walk with them in that beginning journey. So that way they know they're still supported while they're waiting uh, to get into the doors into like a 28 day residential treatment program. Um, and then of course the follow-up afterwards, right? I don't, it's not just, hi, I'm here and, and I leave them. No, I get to walk with them for as long as they want, want me to be there. Um, and that's exactly what I tell them when I talk to them. I said, you, you guide this relationship that we're going to have here, right? This peer-to-peer -peer relationship, you guide it. I will be here as long as you want me to until the time you say I'm good or I don't no longer want services. Um, and then talking with them, you know, every single day, like a day with a, an individual, it could look, or a week, let me say a week with an individual could look you know, texting them on Monday, kind of a doing a check-in, um, seeing when we have an opportunity to be able to talk during the week, actually either face-to-face, -face, either via Zoom or FaceTime um, or in person, if we can make it happen. And then again, on check-in right before that weekend, because sometimes that's, you know, when the scariest part happens is when the week, when there's the weekend, you know, we're so used to going out and doing stuff that when we're not doing those things anymore, it's how do we fill our time? Yeah, right? there, there's a void there. So you've got, how do, what do you do now? So what do you think our, our society, um, what can society do to support others that are in recovery or, or, you know, just even family members that may be uncertain of, you know, they've got a loved one that has started this journey or is in the midst of the journey. What what kind of support should they be giving? Well, I personally think that one thing they can do is to destigmatize um, what people are going through. You know, we're not addicts, we're not drunks, we're not alcoholics, we're a person with a substance use disorder. And developing uh, person-first language, I think, is one of the most important things in destigmatizing uh, the problems that we face. I am so glad you brought that up because that is very important. Is is they are people first. We we are people, and then separate is our issues. You know, whatever that might be. Correct. So thank you for bringing that up. Um, if someone is struggling or, or who, who may have untreated addiction issues, who should they reach out to or what, what resources should they try and access? Well, if they are over on the western side of the Metroplex, 
uh, they can call Recovery Resource Council and we can help them. If they're on the eastern side of the Metroplex, they can call North Texas Behavioral Health Authority and they can help them get into state-funded treatment. If someone has resources, they can go online and find uh, lots of different uh, for-profit treatment centers that will take insurance. But if they have very low recovery capital and no resources, then uh, they should call us. And what is that number, James? 817-332-6329 and ask for information and referral. And they can also refer them to um, a peer specialist in their county as well. That's the one thing that's good about Recovery Resource Council is that we do have peer specialists in Dallas County, Denton County, Tarrant County, um, and we can you know, reach out to uh, individuals and work with them while they're beginning their journey. That's awesome. I, I love hearing all of that. Um, so this is the end of recovery month, but I believe you know recovery is not just a, a month. It is ongoing, it's a journey. It's all 12 months. Um, we need to all be in a position to support uh, our friends, family members, people in society that are in recovery. I thank you so much, James and Danielle, for being here today. Um, we really appreciate your insight and what you had to tell us about recovery and being a peer specialist. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. And that's Prevent That for this month. Because our prevention messaging doesn't stop when the podcast ends, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find us at PRC Region 3, and there you'll find more helpful information for your friends and family. See you next month.